This summer, we're bringing you double Koi gig. She didn't even have to break stride. It was absolutely sublime. Yeah, we were just we were... watching it on repeat, yeah. like just yeah. over and over again. <laughs> yeah, and it's rightfully getting the attention it deserves. Subscribe to the OTB Koi gig pod on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. We're joined on the line now by Meads, Jenny Rispin, to talk about Eamon Murray's amazing legacy following his a bit of a surprise departure, really, as the Mead women's football manager. Jenny, good morning. How are you getting on? All good. How are you getting on? When did you guys find out about this? Yeah, I suppose the news broke over the weekend. Um, there was, I suppose, rumblings over the last few weeks. Will he or won't he? Um, I suppose especially since the news of, of Paul Garrigan uh, and his team uh, moving on as well. So there was um, a lot of questions in the air probably need to be stifled either way but uh, you know so look, it's it's uh, shook me, me ladies football over the weekend but um, look for some it's not too surprising uh, and for others you know probably comes a bit of a shock from outside the county He'd signalled it a little bit in the build up and, and certainly had spoken about how this was the end of this backroom team in particular because we, we kind of knew that some members were stepping away and obviously with uh, some of the team heading down to Australia there was a sense that this was definitely going to be the end of an era but given how uh, central he'd been to the whole thing there was maybe a hope that he might have stayed on to try and, and oversee the rebuilding yeah it almost feels strange to say it's an end of an era and in some ways you feel like it's only things are only kicking off um, so it feels unusual to say that but at the same time yeah if, if you're on the inside you, you'll see that it's been a long journey um, yeah I'd say you know maybe Eamon had hoped to stay on I mean look he's a passionate mead GM uh, football man and you know, he wouldn't want to have, have, have moved on, you know, unless you know the, the things weren't right around him. Um, and he'd want to build a team that, uh, would, you know, would, would, would move, you know, would get me, uh, me ladies, you know, forward again in the future. So, look, I'd say, that, you know, things I'm sure he's been thinking about a long time. Um, and, you know, so maybe he just didn't get the, the things fall in place around him. Like, it's, it's mad. Just in Dublin and Meath, like, was, what are we talking, like, literally... Uh, about a year ago give or take Dublin and Mead and that's when he exploded on at the national scene in terms of where this Mead team was it, and it's it's actually just come and gone just like that two wins bang bang and like that's what it feels like from the outside looking in yeah it's true like that's what I'm saying in the space of a year you know it was only last September it's only uh, 11 months ago basically give or take like Sorry, it's, a, it's literally like not even a year ago when when that like yeah. when the, and and what, like you know the, the exhortation was Dublin going to win that game. Now all of a sudden, me they're like one of the best teams we've ever seen, and he's gone. <laughs> That's it. You know, it's, it's literally been a whirlwind year. You know, Mead were out, out uh, outsiders that time. If they'd lost that final, you know, you'd wonder uh, what would have happened. Uh, it could have been a very different face of, of ladies football across the country. Um, but me didn't. Mead won that year, and in the space of a year. You know, winning two All-Irelands uh, back-to-back, you know, uh, National League, uh, Eamon Murray and all these Mead ladies players are on everyone's lips. And all of a sudden, just like that, you know, for, for, for um, on the face of it, that he's moving on. But as I said, look, this is a long, a long process for, for Eamon. Um, you know, so even, uh, you know, going, going back over the years, uh, he's a long time with the underage setup. Um, and look, when, when players start stepping away, and you know, Eamon, uh, you know, Paul Gargan would have meant a lot to him as well. And, and Paul's a long time on the road with him there. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm sure that when Paul decided to step away, that you know, maybe it was time for Eamon to step away too. You know, where where do you start rebuilding this mead team? 
um, you know, getting people around you at the, at the top to start of all, but also like, you know, going on the, the hunt for new players as well. It, that's the thing. It's, it's like, it's very, very difficult when you look at the players you're losing and to, uh, like, to, to, for the players to maintain that commitment as much as it's a Meads, this Mead thing is, is so fresh and so young. For the the inter county commitment is so insane to to maintain that hunger. Um, like, is it a question of right? I'm going out at the top here. It doesn't get better than this, or is it just like this is too much of an effort to go back in another year and almost start a little bit afresh? Yeah, there's probably a bit of both. Um, you know, it, it, as I said, like there's a lot of girls as well with a lot of miles in, in their legs as well. Um, that are looking for a change, but there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of young players biting to get onto that team. And I've no doubt that Eamon, you know, he would stick it out if, if he thought, um, you know, things were right. But look, Eamon, you know, it's probably, it's probably right that, you know, to pass it on to somebody else. It's probably the right time. You know, you kind of have, it'd be hard for somebody to come in as a new coach under Eamon to try and, you know, build off what's already been done. And, you know, at the same time, there's no doubting Eamon uh, as a manager, you know, it, it, everything else has to be right around it. And I, I would find it possibly quite hard to, to do that. So do you think there was anything that the county board could have done to convince him to stay? Um, ah, look, Eamon is his own man. You know, he, he makes up his mind to do something and he'll do it. Um, you know, he, t- he needed convincing to do it in the first place. You know, I was surprised he kind of took on an adult role or a senior team, uh, especially at the time five years ago. But th- you know, thinking back, he, he was the only man for the job. Um, but I, so I suppose you know, he, when you have to respect his wishes, um, and I said everything has to be right around him, and you know, um. Uh, you know, there's probably an element of, yeah, going on his own terms as well uh, is important for any manager. Um, well, I, maybe there's a point of out at the top now and uh, hand it over to somebody else when, when it's in such a good place. Um, what is the the scene like in terms of the next crop of players who might be able to replace the, the players who've gone off to the AFLW? Yeah, I think there's, you know, look, Mead have never been short of good footballers before. Um, and I suppose the hardest thing in the past is probably convincing them to, to give that commitment and, you know, that there's a hope of something at the end of it. So I think that's, uh, you know, the hard part done now for, for a lot of players is, um, you know, uh, the, the beauty of what, what probably what's going on the last few years is probably having an extended training panel. And, you know, there's, there's been work being done in the background there with that. And I'm sure there's a lot of players ready to step up. Um, you know, that probably haven't got as much game time as they'd like. You know, there's a very settled team there the last couple of years. But uh, look, I, I, I've known a few players in the background there. Um, and so I've been involved with the minor, the minor team this year. There is uh, plenty of talent coming through. So, you know, and Eamon would know that and, and any manager coming in would know that um, and that there's that talent will be worked with there. And, and you know, to throw in there, the, there's still a lot of faces there uh, left um, from last year's team. Yeah, who now have the experience of coming up and winning multiple All-Irelands at the different levels. So they'll be a seasoned team and if you can just add in a little bit of extra then there's no doubt that they're going to be competitive next year. Have you seen a specific increase in the number of kids playing as a result of the success of the county team? Oh, absolutely no doubt. I think our registration numbers in the ladies' side have gone through the roof. But I would even say, like, I, I work with the GA here in Mead and in coaching and games, and it has just given everything such a lift. It certainly makes our job easier uh, when there's such an interest in ladies' football um, from both sides, you know, male and female. And, um, you know, I mean, the, 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 the Brendan Martin Cup is, is already doing the rounds around the county. You know, any opportunity to promote it um, has been used as well by clubs, you know, um, either side of it. So, um, yeah, there's definitely a, 
you know, and it's even more visual than before, you know, uh, like, you know, the key pack, and we see the key pack jersey is, um, you know, so flying out the shops, you can see every kid going around with the meat jerseys on. Bit of nostalgia in that as well, like. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, said so we all, like, growing up in mead, you know, it was, it was a treasured item. It was a mead key pack jersey. And, you know, it's, it, you're back to those days now. And it's, you know, it's so refreshing to see. It, it, it really does mean a lot as anyone in the GA that, that kids are going around and showing off their jersey with pride. But it's male or female. Um, and I think that's you know sort of, you know as a visual it's, it's massive for the game here. I I had the uh, the um, joy or otherwise watching uh, the odd Galway Roscommon hurling game in that league opposite the Key Pack Factory, and I tell you that was an absolute experience now of uh, watching a hurling game in those circumstances. <laughs> One thing that Eamon said though, Jenny, I and Vicky Wall disagreed with it clearly after the final against Kerry. I totally disagreed with them, and I don't know like did this open up. Um, a debate in the games about the physicality and the refereeing and that because Eamon's point maybe he's kind of looking at it from the side of the men's game which is kind of I don't know it has its issues but the physicality thing for me Vicky's obviously been an exponent of that side of the game it's made it far better I think the players themselves want a more kind of um, liberal interpretation of the rules but Eamon seems to be of the more sort of traditional mindset no that'll ruin the game and it'll maybe stop parents from getting their kids to play what's what's the narrative around that now? Yeah, I think I think the issue. Well, look, first of all, there's more and more people watching the game now and, and having opinions on it, which is probably a lot of uh, what's coming from. There's obviously more spotlight on it as well. Um, I wouldn't say the rules have changed massively, but probably the interpretation of it. Mm. Um, and I just say, yeah, the, the peak, the conditioning of players now. You know, so it's bringing all that into question. Um, uh, I'd probably be leaning towards aim inside. I don't see a need to open up the rules to allow more physicality. I think it's the interpretation uh, and the use of it by probably referees that needs to be just looked at. And, you know, there's, there's just this grey area of, I think there'll be, the, you know, so the, the, the charge and, and, and interpretation of that rule. So I think, you know, and not to put the pressure on the referees, the referees maybe need to have a discussion with the top table as to how they're going to interpret the rules rather than, changing the rules to allow more physicality. I don't think there's a need for it. I think, um, you know, we have a great game as it is. Um, and, you know, there is an element of, you know, we have to protect players as well. That's, you know, there's, there's variations in, in uh, size and ability and, and conditioning as well, even down to grassroots level. So. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, you, I might have kind of experienced myself slightly wrong there. So do you, do you think maybe if the referees sort of have, they just get together and kind of come up with a... Uh, something of a this is the bible that we work off here in terms of this is how we try to implement the rules as opposed to kind of change the rules effectively uh, possibly yeah look I, I said I'm not inside of that side of things but um, I know they would get some guidance as to how to interpret the rules so um, yeah I, I would imagine you know so that they'd have a common language that they want to use as well because look you see the start of every year you know you'll have a referee maybe coming in to talk to teams and um, explain if there is anything, any issues that they'll be focusing on and um, any things that they'll be looking out for and how they will interpret, the, you know, and how they will referee the game. Um, so you will have that aspect from, from certain referees, you know, at the start of the game or before the game starts. So, um, look, I, I know there's a lot of discussion around it. Um, I, I, you know, when you look at Vicky, it'll be interesting to see if she gets on in, in Australia. Um, but, you know, for me personally, I think, you know, the rules are fine, but it's, it's how they're interpreted. And, and look, uh, a lot of snapshots there, but referee has to make a split decision, and it doesn't look good on on, on the replay. Uh, replay, but um, 
yeah, for me, for me, I'd be uh, more leaning towards uh, Eamon's um, ideas. I have one last question for you, Jenny. Um, Vicky Wall is, is arguably the biggest star who has gone as a senior to Australia. You know, you could argue that some of the young males who went over were very heralded and obviously the David Clifford had been talked about but what happened when David Clifford was talked about was that the Kerry County Board put together a package that they literally produced a document that was to try and entice their young players to stay did the GEA community in Ireland do enough to make sure that Vicky Wall like the most marketable star in women's football wasn't allowed to go to Australia because apparently she's had a, a great start and that aggressive side to her game which she really loves is something that they're like oh yeah we love this you know like did we miss a trick there Ah, look, I'm going to be honest, you know, somebody trying to promote the GA here, um, and particularly ladies football, it's, it's devastating to see it uh, from that point of view that, you know, our biggest stars, the game is really at a peak audience now in terms of uh, marketing and, and um, viewership and people interested in the game. Um, you know, whereas you look in Australia, it's, it's still very much in its infancy and starting out. Um, but okay, I, yeah, was there enough done? There can never be enough, you know, to, you, you need to, I think the GA as a whole need to look at it, and particularly LGFA, um, you know, Vicky did, like it's a top of her game, um, most talked about player in Ireland, uh, possibly could have, you know, but... What do you do? From, yeah, that's it, like what, what do you do? You well, know, what did Kerry do? They put together a package, you know, they, they, well, Kerry put together a package that obviously were like, if you stay here, we'll be able to help you with your education, we'll be able to help you with other stuff, like... There's enough corporations who are interested and who benefit from the women's game having a superstar in it. I just think that like yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we should be having an honest conversation about this. There, there needs to be some financial imperative for people to stay to play the women's game in particular because it's so important now that it reaches a level that it continues to grow. You're seeing it in knock-on numbers in both the men's and women's sport. It's like a massive shop window. They could also push the women's game back to be the only inter-county game in August and September and what a shop window that'd be everybody's crying out for inter-county games to go to like I just feel like that's grand the money that they're getting in Australia is not huge like it's not there is the Australian appeal obviously as well yeah sure the lifestyle thing but like you know Ireland's not bad uh, you know Uh, I don't know what do you think Jenny I I completely look I completely agree I I think we do need to do something more to to keep our star players here as I said so much has gone into uh, promoting LGFA and then you know we've obviously the the GPA as well getting on board and trying to um, you know give a bit more to to our players and and, you know to add that little bit extra but um, look again I don't know because it's a there is that kind of appeal of Australia at the other side of the world and this whole experience that you're not going to get here. And I get um, that, but that wasn't enough to get Clifford. You know, the, the women's yeah, Clifford has gone. There, it's also true. true. Like we we spoke about like Lidl and its involvement in Sky. Like Vicky Wall, just for, just for argument's sake, Vicky Wall is worth an awful lot as a marketing tool, massively. Like it's point. an iconic image. It's like this is where the game is going. Everyone can relate to her, whether you even watch it or not, and it's it's gone. Yeah, like it's incredible. Like I think I've seen even the milk carton there with Vicky on it. Like it's it's actually unbelievable um, the appeal she has. So I don't know. Listen, is there somebody out there that can put a package together for these players? I, I think it's something the LGFA will need to really look at in in the next couple of years and the and the GPA. Uh, they can't continue to hemorrhage players like they have done. You know, really at our probably at our peak appeal. Uh, for the game, you know, where we've broken all the attendance records and um, viewership records, you're looking at it all now, and you're really at the top of it. Um, and I think, you know, like someone like Vicky, um, 
you know, and, and there's more to it than that. It's more than Vicky, but um, yeah, no, I completely agree. I, I don't know. I think it might be to bring a few, um, you know, partnerships together and, and, and sit down and, and trash it out. Maybe look at what Kerry have done. I said, I'm not kind of really familiar with what they've put together, but um, look, I know there's, 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 it's still very early days. I know it's been, you know, ladies football has been thrust into the spotlight in the last couple of years, but we're still, you know, off the pace of, of where the men are at. And I think, you know, this is, the LGF are doing a lot of work to, to get us up there. All right, Jenny, we'll leave it there. Good stuff. Thanks a million. Thank you very much. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.